Welcome to the Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. An aficionado is a person who is very knowledgeable and enthusiastic about an activity, subject, or pastime. Every Saturday morning, we will feature aficionados to share with you, our guest, all things that are the good life, including local eats, libations, cigars, local live music, and local events here in Southwest Florida. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the Aficionado Show. Oh, fuck yeah. Welcome to the Aficionado Show. This is episode number eight. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. With me, as always, is Adam Hood. Adam, how are you, sir? I'm amazing. Thank you. We had an interesting uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with two pretty amazing uh, pretty amazing ladies in uh, the last couple of weeks yes. to uh, com- comprise what will uh, turn out to be episode eight, this show. Our first females on the show. Yes, absolutely. Our first females. Frankie uh, was the first that we got to uh, got to sit down with. The song you just heard is Hellbound by Cobras. Uh, that is a, a local band here in Southwest Florida that just released a new EP. We'll be talking about that a little later when we talk to Frankie Colt. She's the lead singer of uh, Cobras. I've known Frankie for a long time, Adam. She's uh, been a musician around Southwest Florida and she, as she's going to mention in the interview, uh, she has uh, she's had several different. Uh, it's the word iterations, different versions Projects. of her, yeah of herself. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty cool. So the latest is Cobras. She is the lead singer for that band. Uh, we'll be talking to her a little bit later, as well as hearing uh, some of her music or some of their music, I should say, throughout the show. Uh, also, uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with. Ingrid Rodriguez. This was some good stuff, Adam. We were uh, actually at the world-famous cigar bar at Gulf Coast Town Center. We sat down with Ingrid, and she is with Whistle Pig Whiskey. And uh, we had the opportunity to try uh, four really amazing whiskeys uh, yeah, uh, with her. So you'll hear about that. Uh, she's a great lady who knows her whiskey, uh, definitely knows her whiskey. And Whistle Pig's a very unique company. And I think you'll learn in the interview that uh, that it's... That it's uh, how they came up with the name and all kinds of really cool things about that company and, and yeah, how she, they she had a lot of great stories and um, I mean everyone's going to get to hear it just here in a minute but um, she's so knowledgeable you know in whiskey in general which it was a pleasure absolutely and then uh, of course at the as we always do we'll talk about some events that are coming up here in Southwest Florida but after the break we'll have the opportunity to sit down with uh, Ingrid Rodriguez uh, with Whistle Pig right here on the official hi this is Pat Denson Vice President of Estero Bay Chevrolet when you sell the most cars. You have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one-owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than a Stero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today at SteroBayChevrolet.com. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239-707-1133. Again, 239-707-1133. Or visit them online 
at IoniInsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E insurance.com. For over 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and that perfect humidor. Stop in to see Tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars, and while you're there, stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave. That's Sticks Cigar Company, located at 705 Pondella Road in North Fort Myers, or give them a call at 239-898-2593. Be sure to tell them that the Aficionado Show sent you. Hood Designs, the official marketing and branding partner of the Aficionado Show. Hood Designs is a highly versatile design firm specializing in branding, marketing, print, and digital. With their extensive knowledge of web development and graphic design, they're able to assist your business to reaching its marketing goals. Hood Designs is well known for their project promptness and pride themselves in creating satisfied clients. Contact Hood Designs today and learn how they can help you with your business goals. 561-247-4931 or visit hooddesigns.com. And we're back on the Aficionado Show. With me is Adam Hood, and we are on the road again at the world-famous cigar bar at Gulf Coast Town Center. So uh, we've got a special treat today. Uh, there's all kinds of bourbon sitting in front of us. And uh, Ingrid Rodriguez, who is with Whistle Pig, is here. And we have four different Whistle Pigs that Adam and I are going to try and talk about. Ingrid, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you guys were running around. Um, Ingrid is down from St. Pete, so we got an opportunity to uh, spend a few minutes with her and talk about Whistle Pig. So tell us first, I want to know about you. How long have you been with Whistle Pig, and how did uh, you get into this business? Well, let's make a correction first. This is a rye whiskey, not a bourbon. Yes, it's oh, a rye whiskey. I all apologize. rye, all time. I apologize. It's all right. Yeah, no, thank you. It's habit. It's, it's habit. Okay. I throw them in barrels. So, sure. uh, yeah, sure. excuse the pun. No, so. you're fine. <laughs> um, so I've been with Whistlepig for about a year and a half now. I started in July of 2016. But before I worked for them, I drank Whistlepig. I've been a rye drinker for many, many years. Um, ironically, for the 17 years prior to that, I was a state certified general contractor. So I worked in exterior high-rise restoration. Wow. Okay. Um, That's quite a change. Yeah. Same same group of people, though. I mean, it's very interesting to, to get all of my construction guys to be drinking whiskey. Um, I got involved with Whistlepig because the master distiller and I uh, got to know each other. He's a really good friend of mine. And there was a position opened here in Florida, and he thought I had told him I was kind of over construction. And he was like, hey, you want to sell whiskey? And I was like, sure, I'll try that. And within a year, I was full-time and became the market manager for the state. That's great. So you, you cover the entire state of Florida. Yep. That's awesome. So, tell me um, about Whistle Pig. Then, where is where is it made? What's the what's the background? Who who is this master distiller? All of that. So, uh, Whistle Pig is actually in Shoreham, Vermont. Uh, it's about an hour from the Burlington Airport. We're about twenty minutes from Middlebury, Vermont, and about twenty minutes from Fort Ticonderoga to give you guys some sort of a triangulation of where we are. Uh, it was started in two thousand and seven by Raj Bakta. And Dave Pickerel. Dave Pickerel is our master distiller. Before he was with Whistlepig, he was the master distiller for Maker's Mark for many years. Um, he also has a chemical engineering background, so he absolutely loved working with the complexity that's rye. Uh, Whistlepig itself came about because he wanted to start a rye company. He had, when, when he first worked with rye, he went to Maker's Mark and said, I think we should do a rye. But this was like the late 90s, early 2000s. The brown spirit market had not 
gotten to the point where entering into a rye category was something that the distillery wanted to do. So they gave him permission to go do his own. Um, a few years later, he met up with Raj, who provided with the backing and actually owned the farm in Vermont. Not because of Whistlepig, it was just something that he had purchased. And lo and behold, they found the juice that's our original tenure. That's great. So tell me, um, there are there are four sitting here, but... but uh, and you gave me a little bit of prep paperwork here. Uh, why rye? So tell tell our listeners because, um, and I probably wouldn't explain it right. So obviously I want you because you're the expert to explain mm-hmm. it. What is a rye whiskey as opposed to a regular whiskey or a regular bourbon or a scotch or what, you know, how does it fall in that category? So in order to be classified as a rye, you have to be at least 51% rye in your mash bill. Um, ours are all high rise. Currently, our lowest mash bill is 95% rye. Um, we have there's two types of rye. We have a Virginia rye and a Pennsylvania rye. And I apologize if I say this wrong. It's Mahangahila rye. I just don't have the accent to do it properly. Um, and that that rye is, tends to be what's in Canadian rye whiskeys. Uh, ironically, like we always say, bourbon is a whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, so rye whiskey you can make anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country. And we happened to have a a farm in Vermont, which was really close to Canada. Mm -hmm. So we found some original Alberta juice and then hence started it. Um, Dave, I was uh, telling the story a little earlier today. So Dave had the opportunity and honor to work for the George Washington Distillery when they decided to reopen it. Um, And in the course of that, he learned that working with rye is very, very delicate and very difficult. Um, Dave has a background in chemical engineering, and it just completely encapsulated his desire for something that was a little bit more difficult, something that challenged him. Uh, So as soon as he did that and all the quirks and fun ideas and things that happened during the process, he decided that rye was really where his heart was, and he wanted to continue to bring out products that were challenging. Nice. Okay. So we have, like I mentioned before, we have Mm -hmm. four in front of us here, we have uh, the 10-year, mm-hmm. the 12-year, the 15-year, and then we have uh, what's called Boss Hog, which Boss Hog is no longer available, correct? Uh, this one is. So Boss Hog is a vintage release every or annually or sometimes biannually. The one that's in front of you is from last year, the Black okay. Prince. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try it. It's not one that you can pick up, but the other three are readily available, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you might be able to find this still in, in restaurants or in some retail establishments. But it's it, once it's gone, it's gone. Okay. So in front of Adam and I is the tenure, correct? Yes. So tell us tell us a little bit about the tenure. What makes it unique? Tenure is our baby. We're so proud of it. It's our first uh, try at rye in the market. It's a very high rye, so it's probably between about ninety eight to one hundred percent rye. Uh, it was aged in used bourbon barrels. Um, it comes. It starts as a Canadian distillate, and then we age it on our farm in Vermont. And you can only imagine how wonderful it is to age stuff in Vermont. When it comes at you, it's coming at 100 proof. But the best part about it is, A, it does not taste like 100 proof whiskey at all. It'll get you maybe a little bit of a burn on your cheeks and on the top of your tongue, but there's absolutely nothing in the back of your throat. Uh, very popular for uh, anyone who's a solid rye drinker. If they like rye Manhattans or rye Old Fashions or just something with a lot more spice, this is where people tend to go. And it's very full body. It's got a linger that sits there oh, yeah. when you're smoking cigars or you're drinking just for the course of the day. Right. No, I took a sip right when you started that uh, that introduction uh, of it and it's it's still lingering. It's on it's on the tongue and it's it is absolutely uh, tons of flavor came out of that uh, out of that. That's awesome. I like uh, I like that. Adam thoughts. I I love the heat on whiskey. I like higher proof whiskeys. Um, 
like you said, this thing hit for me, it's more towards the back of the tongue, but the fall off is so quick that it doesn't go down your throat. That's what I, I really, I like a whiskey that's hot up front and then has that sweetness that falls off the back and the heat on this thing is just, it's perfect. Yeah. Now the way that Dave and I primarily drink it, um, I'm not a big fan of the big block, but that's everybody's own personal taste. Like for me, it just needs maybe one little chip of ice. Sure. And what that does is it actually allows for so many more of those caramels and the vanilla and the winter fruits to come out. So delicious. Um, but Manhattan's fantastic with muscle pig. Very nice. So um, tell us for again for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So where does this fall in the the whiskey, the bourbon, the the scotch realm. So maybe if uh, someone hasn't tried Whistle Pig, um, a where does it fall in there? If 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 they like something, what would make them like this? Uh, and what would be their entry into the Whistle Pig line? Would it be the ten? Would that would that be the one that you would suggest for them to uh, to enter into? Or I guess does it depend on what they normally drink? Well, right now, uh, I would say 10-year. Our farm stock line that's coming out, um, we do have farm stock one that's out, but farm stock two is coming out shortly. That's actually where we would probably have them enter into. Um, farm stock is Vermont rye whiskey, and it's a little bit softer, and it comes in at 86 proof, so the 86 proof is usually easier. Um, most people that move to the 10-year are already people that like spicy bourbons and spicy whiskeys to begin with. They're already like your scotch drinkers. You have those those other brands that have a higher rye content. So they're looking for something that's got a little bit more bite, something that reminds them that it's whiskey. They don't want the sweetness that normally falls into a bourbon line. Um, I've had zero problem. If someone's a, let's say, a, a scotch drinker that is looking for something that's not as peated, then introducing them to a rye whiskey is very easy. Yes. Okay. Very good. So next up is is the twelve year. So tell us about uh, what do you is it not the twelve. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna do the twelve year last. 12, okay. The twelve year is actually pretty sweet. Okay. So I'm gonna move you guys on to fifteen. Okay. Here. We're gonna do fifteen then. Excellent. So this is readily available in liquor stores, correct? Mm-hmm. So um, what are the uh, um, obviously the the big big boys all have it. So total wine and those guys, I'm sure. Of course, yes. So good, good, good. So 15 year was introduced uh, in 2016. It is this. The reason I'm doing this second also is because I'm trying to keep your palate on the same one. So the base distillate within the 15 is the same base distillate that's in our 10 year. So that way you're staying on that same profile. It's then aged, and at 14 and a half, we move it into Vermont oak barrels. So for six months, it's aging in Vermont oak. The Vermont oak is going to have a much, much tighter grain, which allows for more sugar to stay in the barrel. And then also because it's aging in Vermont, we have less angel share. The other thing that Dave loves to talk about in this one is that he put a toasted char finish on the barrel just because he can. There's no reason for it. But it ends like a burnt marshmallow, that super mushy part. Yeah. The other thing with this one is that this one sits in the back of your palate. Yes. Whereas you said the 10-year, the 10-year is more maybe late mid-palate. Right. This one sits really in the yeah. back of your throat. Same thing, nothing in your throat, but then warm on the chest. This one was created for people who smoke cigars, so you can get the duplicity of the flavors yeah. as you're drinking and smoking. And this one has a, very, a big complexity about it, too. As you drink it, you tend to get different notes out of it. You get some more winter fruit. You definitely get a high banana on the nose. Um, it's personally my favorite. It's very good. It's very good. 
So uh, obviously, once again, I want to reiterate, we're on the road with the Stereo Bay Chevrolet. We're sitting at the world-famous cigar bar, Gulf Coast Town Center. So the noises you're hearing behind us is the bar is open and, and running, and we've uh, we've commandeered the high top in the middle of the, of the building to uh, set up and do a little interview and do a little tasting. So um, what's uh, I, I, I like... Definitely like the fifteen better than the than the ten, Adam. See, I, I like the heat on the ten personally, um, but this thing, the fruit notes in this thing, is just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, uh, if you know how to smell a scotch or a whiskey properly, you know you sit your nose in the glass and you actually inhale through your mouth, and that's where you pick up a lot of those those fruit notes. And, but again, I have to go back. I like a hot. A higher proof. This is a 92 proof for 15 years, so you're not getting as much heat, but the balance and the flavors that you get out of this 15 year are, they're mind blowing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot going on there. There really is. And uh, me, Whistle Pig, if I go into a bar and I see Whistle Pig behind the bar, I go, yeah, yeah, these people know what they're doing. Either they had a really good salesman and sold them something that shouldn't be in their bar, or they know whiskey. Right. So I always look for those those brands that are on the shelf that you know somebody a whiskey drinker here that's actually buying liquor and if i see whistle pig on the shelf i know that these people know what they're doing well whistle pig also has a tremendous following so part of our growth has become relatively organic people who are drinking it in other places will then come down here to visit as a tourist or come down here part of the year and they bring that profile with them and they'll go to bars and say hey do you have whistle pig i'm a really big rye drinker so from a rye market perspective, we're driving a lot of those changes sure. in people's profiles. Absolutely. So actually, Ingrid, we're going to take a quick break, if that's sure. okay. So uh, you'll stick with us. We've got two more to try. We've got some other stuff to talk about. But we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages right here on The Aficionado Show. Great. Are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update? Maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area. Or have you decided you want new flooring in your home? If so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at PhenomenalConstructionHome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number CRC 1331743. Burn by Rocky Patel is an evolution in cigar lounges featuring a design that draws on an exotic mix of Mediterranean, Asian, and Cuban cultures. The world-class humidor in Burn also features private lockers where our guests can keep their cigars in perfect condition. Burn by Rocky Patel stocks the full line of Rocky Patel premium cigars as well as cigars from other top cigar makers from around the world. Burn by Rocky Patel, located in Mercado in Naples, next to Cabo Lounge. Hi, this is Kevin Robbins with American Eagle Mortgage and the host of The Aficionado Show. Whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage or purchase your dream home here in Southwest Florida, I'd love to earn your business. I have the experience and local knowledge to get the job done. Give me a call at 239-471-0505. That's 239-471-0505. Or visit me online at kevinrobbins.com. NMLS 1613797. Lend US LLC. DBA. American Eagle Mortgage. NMLS 1938. Equal housing opportunity. 
Would you like to have an authentic cigar roller at your wedding, bachelor party, corporate event, or birthday party? You can with Cigar Event Services by the World Famous Cigar Bar. Your event can have an experienced cigar roller and cigar host to create a unique experience for your guests. They also offer custom cigar bands made with your name, logo, or even your baby's name. Visit worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event for more info. Let them customize the perfect cigar package for your event. Again, that's worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event. Welcome back to the Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. Uh, with me is Adam Hood. With me is uh, Ingrid Rodriguez from Whistlepig. And uh, again, we're on the road with Stereo Bay Chevrolet at the world-famous cigar bar in Gulf Coast Town Center. Uh, the bar is open, so as you, uh, as you listen to us, you're going to hear uh, the clinking and the talking and the various things behind us. So, um, Ingrid, um, we've tried two so far. Uh, both excellent. There's a third in front of us, but real quick, obviously, Whistlepig's a very unique name. Uh, I dig it. I, I've always thought uh, thought it was a cool name. So tell us, where did Whistlepig come from? So as the story goes, um, our owner Raj Bakta, when he needs some time to think, he likes to go for long walks. Now. Raj, a couple of years ago, decided to run for Congress, and unfortunately he lost. But in that space, he really needed to recollect his thoughts. So he was walking in, I believe it was Lake Tahoe. I could get the area wrong. He was walking in the woods and minding his own business, and some guy on a clickety old bike comes riding up to him. (laughs) And for some reason, he has a French accent. And he was like, hey, did you see where that whistle pig went? And Raj was like, what are you talking about? He's like the whistle pig, the little whistle pig, you know, with long teeth, hairy. And he was like, I have no clue. You are such a strange man. Um, whatever. And the guy was like, well, you know how posh. And he rides away on his rickety old bike. Well, Raj is actually a very, very spiritual man. Um, and he believed that it was a sign from God that the next thing he needed to purchase was going to be called whistle pig. Still had no idea what it was. So the next thing that he actually purchased was Whistlepig Farm in Vermont. Now, the farm was not in any way what the farm is today. It was an ancient farm. It was broken down. There was really nothing there. But, you know, he was a relatively young guy. He lived in New York City, so it was like a four-hour train ride to get away from New York. Um, When he met with Dave, and Dave and they were trying to come up with a name for their new rye, Dave asked him, well, how did you name this place Whistlepig? And Raj told him the story, and Dave was like, well, that story is just too amazing to not name our rye Whistlepig. And so from that point forward, Whistlepig Farm became our home. Whistlepig became our name. Now, for those of you that live probably in Virginia or Kentucky or Vermont, um, you'll know that a Whistlepig is actually a female groundhog. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's one of the things that we do. So Groundhog's Day is, of course, Whistlepig Day. That's awesome. This year, Groundhog's Day happened to be on a Friday, so we always call Friday Rye Day. So not only was it Whistlepig Day, but it was Rye Day. So we were very happy. That's a good hashtag. Oh, yeah. Friday, Friday. 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 And we we say Rye Not. Why not? Why not? I like it. Very good. So, okay, what do we have in front of us now? You called this Old World? Yes. So this is called Old World. Some people refer to it as 12-year because that's actually the age on it. One of the things that Whistlepig wants to let people know is that whiskey manifests itself at its proper age and at its proper point. So the age doesn't necessarily make it better or worse. It just imparts different things into that whiskey. So our 12-year, for those that know a lot about whiskey, actually starts as what's called the Indiana Blend. So it's 95% rye whiskey and 5% malted barley. That malted barley is already going to start it with a little bit more of a sweetness than the rest of our ryes. We then separate out the whiskey into three different casks, French Sauterne, Port, and Madeira. 
From there, we have them in there for about 18 months to two years, and then we blend them together. So the blend that you guys are drinking is 63% Madeira, 30% French Sauterne, and 7% Port. Okay. So when you blend them together, we also put it out in an 86-proof product. So you're going to get a lot more sweetness. There's a tremendous amount of complexity in this whiskey. Um, this is one of Dave's babies. This is his pride and joy. Um, in, do, in being able to do this old-world marriage, as Dave likes to say, everyone should have one successful marriage in their life, this is his. Um, now, there are you'll go around to certain stores like Total Wine or to uh, Burns Steakhouse in uh, Tampa, and they've actually blended their own barrels with different percentages. So you can play around with the taste profile that everybody has. Super funny, though. If you go to Burns, there's two blends. There's a 2016 and a 2017. Make sure you let your server know which one you like because there's two different people that picked it, and they're keeping score. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's I, I've not been to Burns in a long time. Have you ever been to Burns? I have not. But uh, I've heard about it. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. One of the most uh, amazing experiences in a restaurant I've ever had. Probably the most. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, uh, an amazing place. So um, definitely uh, uh, much sweeter than the yeah. previous two. Uh, tell us. You, you mentioned Indiana. Why is that in there? I'm an Indiana boy. So that that I was so curious. The reason that I mentioned that is that people that so Whistlepig started as a sourced whiskey, and in the whiskey world, that's actually something that we want people to know about. We don't hide where we come from. We don't hide what we're trying to do. Um, some people have very strong opinions about sourcing whiskey. So Indiana is one of the largest sources of whiskey um, on this back bar. There's plenty that start. But then they're all finished differently. So you have the base spirit, which starts in an Indiana distillery that comes out of there. And then they separate it out. And each one of the distilleries after that impart their own flavors to it in the aging process. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did know that. I know there's uh, not as many people think that base whiskey comes from a lot of sources. There's only a a hand-selected few where the base comes from. Mm -hmm. And my opinion to that is, look, you do what you do and you do it very well. Give me a good base, I'll take it, and then I'll I'll char my barrel. I will age it. I will do. I will impart what I want my company to represent within this whiskey. But again, why spend all the money and all the time and all the resources to try to get that base when this guy does it and he does it for a lot of companies? You do that well. well. Yeah, yeah, you do that well. You give me that base product. I'll take it and make it what I think it needs to be. I like it. Well, I, I learned something new, and I'd like to know where those places are at because I go home uh, every few months, and uh, I'd like to go find some because I didn't realize that there was whiskey being made in Indiana. Obviously, it's not finished in Indiana. Um, I have actually – there was a bourbon, um, and I couldn't tell you the name of it now. I have it written down somewhere at home. But there is a bourbon uh, – there was a bourbon that was an Indiana bourbon that um, – uh, went out of business. Unfortunately, I was trying to track it down, and I wanted to try to get it. You know, in sure. and unfortunately, they have uh, they have since gone out of business. So that's interesting. I I, I like that. Uh, um, obviously, I learned something new, and and our listeners are are learning a lot. So I'm not quite sure if you can actually go. I think it's just like a major factory. I don't believe they have their own tasting. Yeah, that's room. what they're doing. Is okay. So it's not a they're manufacturing base product, and they're shipping it out by. You know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of gallons, you know, a week or whatever it is. But okay. they're supplying a lot of, you know, 95% of the whiskey industry. They're probably... Maybe a little bit lower, but yes, it's, it's a large it's majority. It's a large majority that the people are getting the base from. In the craft world, yeah. Uh, you spoke about uh, Vermont barrels. Do you, do you guys have a cooperage there? 
Uh, we have somebody who makes the barrels for us, okay. but it is our wood. Okay. Real briefly, um, the one that I don't have in front of us that I would love to talk about is farm stock. Um, last year we had farm stock one. Now, so what farm stock represents to us is our own Vermont rye whiskey. So our goal has always been to bring back the American rye whiskey. Rye whiskey was the first whiskey. It was the original American whiskey. It is what George Washington made. It is why the Stamp Tax Act came out. We want to do this. We want to replicate it. We are very proud to be an American company. We're very proud to uh, hire everyone in the community. Pretty sure we hire almost everyone in Shoreham, Vermont. (laughs) Actually, Danforth, the tops that you see here, that's in Middlebury. So we try to keep everything as local as possible. So farm stock um, starts as three different distillates currently. But the goal is is that this is our living history. We want our consumers to grow with us until we get to 100% rye. So Farmstock 1 was 20% Vermont rye whiskey, which it was also, we've, we've actually trademarked this. It's triple terroir. So it's our own water, our own rye, and our own wood, all from our farm. So once we found a water source, we had to get permission from Vermont to do it, which took a long time. I'm sure. But in the process of doing that, we are now able to present to the world what we believe rye whiskey from America should taste like. So we've gotten that. So then we've blended it with some of our 10-year base and some of our 12-year base and aged all of it. That was farm stock one. Crop two, which is coming out at the end of this May, is actually going to be 32% Vermont rye whiskey. And we've kind of crowdsourced the way of doing that. We've allowed people that have come to visit us up at our farm We've gone to influencers and to bloggers and to bartenders and said, hey, look, blend your own and tell us what you like. And then at the end of it, we had a bunch of influencers come in, and out of those seven blends that we had gotten to, they got to pick it. So all in all, we had hundreds of people that were actually involved in getting to Farmstuck 2. And we're going to continue this process through three, four, and as many as it takes to get to 100%. As a Whistlepig consumer, if you've gotten all those bottles, by the time we get to 100%, you'll be able to do a vertical line tasting and get through and to see how we've grown and how everyone's palate's grown to 100% rye. That's really cool. So we're super proud of that one. Um, And, of course, I wanted to bring that up before I brought out our other vintage release. Right, right, which is, again, I love the name, which is what? The Boss Hog. The Boss Hog, yeah. Now, the one that you guys have, Boss Hog, is a individual vintage release. Like I said, it comes out once a year, maybe every other year, depending on when the whiskey hits its right point. The other thing is, is that Boss Hog is always going to be cask strength. That's one of the definite rules about it. The one in front of you is called the Black Prince. Um, as you can see, it's got a cute little print, uh, pig on the top in full armor. Yeah. Um, the Black Prince was actually a prince that existed in England. Uh, the story behind him, he was a crown prince that went to France and drank all their Armagnac and stole all their beautiful women. <laughs> uh, which totally fits our brand. Our brand is very colloquial. We love fun stories. We do a lot of fun things. Uh, our, our brand ambassadors, our, our stewards of the brand, I'm sorry, across the country, come from all different walks of life. Almost none of them started in spirits. They all got into spirits. So our stories are very fun to deal with. Um, the Black Prince is aged in Armagnac casks. It's a 14-year. Uh, one of the reasons that it is so expensive is you know, France doesn't really like giving up Armagnac casks. Um, but it was voted best whiskey in the world in San Francisco last year. Wow. And uh, after you taste it, you guys can argue with me whether you think it is or isn't. It's it's definitely got some nice heat on it. What's the proof on this? This one's only 111. Okay. See. Oh, 111.8, so almost 112. Gotcha. Um, you can find it in... And there are some restaurants around here. There are some total wines that still have the 120 proof ones as well. See, that's 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 me. Well, I, I, 120? Yeah. 
uh, not to mention another brand, but there's one on that back bar that's 130, and it's not your typical, you know, from that 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 brand, but it it just blows their other stuff out of the water. And again, I like a hot whiskey, right? This is this has definitely got some heat to it. Um, it's delicious. And but what I what I love about them all is they they linger. There, there is. Uh, they all linger in different ways, in in different spots in your mouth, and and uh, it's 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 amazing. So, you were telling some interesting stories uh, when I walked in about uh, uh, some unique things that have happened at the factory and 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 all that. So, tell us a little bit about that. There was a, a foam party. What was that about? So, the foam party was actually at the George Washington Distillery um, when Dave got introduced and brought in to be the distiller on that project. Um, they were tasked with creating rye whiskey in the same way that George Washington did. So George Washington had left a very big journal that had detailed how he made his whiskey. But we'll just say the methods were extraordinarily different than anything that any master distiller would be doing today or in the early 90s. Um, So Dave had created, he had three fermenters going, and two of them were doing just fine. And the third one, though, just kept bubbling, and he had no idea what was going on with it. This was the first time he'd ever tried to really make a good rye whiskey. So he used his first 21st century method. He took a hose, which is very common to do in a distillery, and he kind of sprayed it down so the bubbles would go down. You know, let's, let's add some saturation to it. Well, he turns back around, and they're cleaning up, and lo and behold, start bubbling again. So he uses his second and his third 21st century method. He takes some saran wrap, closes, covers it up, puts some bungee cords, and I believe it's four, four bricks and two pieces of wood to hold everything down. They're super satisfied with themselves. They go disappear for a while. I think he said it was less than two hours later. He comes back, and this fermenter is spewing foam all over the place. <laughs> the entire room got saturated with foam. And uh, everyone walks in, and he's not sure what to do, but he's going to deal with that later. For the time being, they've got to clean this up and start over. So, of course, what happens when you have, like, a foot of foam all throughout the distillery and a bunch of people with shovels? You have a foam party. (laughs) So everybody got covered in foam from head to toe. Dave loves to tell the story. Um, But that's actually the reason that he got interested in rye was because he figured out, like, what was the chemical issue that was causing this one to not work but the other ones? And what he found out was that it was a temperature differential Hmm. and how working with rye is very, very delicate. You have to hit it at the right point. Um, but it's so funny when he tells the story, he's got this great old big grin. Cause you know, he was the first person to throw shovel and foam oh, at somebody. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I feel like whiskey foam parties should be a thing. I, I think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I the distillers so. do not think that. Well, should be a thing. No. I've, I've been to a few foam parties in new Orleans and I, if it was whiskey foam, it'd probably be a lot better of experience. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So we were talking about, uh, uh, an event that, uh, that you're involved with. Oh, yeah. It's called Repeal Day. Tell us about Repeal Day. What is that? And, and I've, you said it's coming up again in December of this year. Yes, it, is always, uh, it is always in the first week of December. We try to do it around, of course, Repeal Day, which is December 5th. Um, it is led by the United States Bartenders Guild of Tampa Bay. Uh, a few years ago, uh, the Left Coast Bartenders Guild, which is what they were called, decided that they were going to throw a party to celebrate the repeal of Prohibition. Uh, so it started as like a 50-person party at the old Don Vicente Hotel craft bartenders. It was run by an amazing group of individuals who really saw something bigger in the cocktail movement in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, In 2014, there was a group of us who were now running the USBG, and we very, very dumb or smart, whichever way you look at it, decided to turn it into a bartender's conference. So we invited bartenders from all over the country 
to come to Tampa. We gave them free housing. We gave them uh, free food. And we set up uh, bartender education. And then we culminated all that education in creating a consumer event where everyone could go live the moment that repeal day occurred. So it is a four-story party. There's bars on every floor. People come in there very best, whether it be speakeasy or glamour. You have women in, in long gowns. You have men in tuxedos, limos pulling up. And we have between 60 to 75 different craft cocktails that are created wow. by all these bartenders that we bring in. There's entertainment on every floor. Um, this year's party is Saturday. I believe it's December 1st. Uh, it is at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. Um, the best part about it is this year's theme is going to be circus. So we'll have lots of entertainment. And then all the bartenders dress the part and get to you get to really go away and be in a different time period for, for about four or five hours. That's amazing. Well, we will reconnect with you between now and then Definitely. to promote the event. And uh, um, you kind of indicated maybe Adam and I could come up and check it out. And we, sure. may, we may very well do that. So um, that's, that's amazing. So we've covered, uh, we've covered actually five amazing, mm-hmm. amazing rye whiskeys uh, from Whistle Pig. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, anything new on the horizon that, uh, that we should know about? Uh, there will be another Boss Hog this year. Um, I am not sure about the finish. We will be probably learning about that. I'll be going up to Vermont this weekend with my team, so I'll probably be learning a little bit more about that. It'll be out in September. <laughs> that is my phone. There's a loose cat running there around is. the bar. There is. Oh my. Yeah, no, I normally say before we start recording, tasers on stun because ah, I... Sorry. Yeah. That's although, okay. Yes, although people always think I'm carrying a cat in my purse. <laughs> um, it'll be out in September. It will be... Probably about a $500 bottle of whiskey. Wow. I'm pretty sure they're going to have it here. Um, this place does, of course, have a, a tremendous whiskey line. But it is for the people that love whiskey. Our Boss Hog lines are always amazing, tremendous. Um, they are always very different. They're always aged in some cask that hasn't been done before. It will always be that high proof. Um, and that's like our baby. Boss Hog is really special to all of us. And people tend to collect the tops. I mean, I, I know a story of a bar that put the bottle down and someone stole the top and ran out oh wow i can believe that yeah as much as world famous cigar bar you know i mean cigars in the name this is a cigar bar at, at, at the core of its existence but the whiskey selection here is it's unimaginable i mean everything from you know thousands of dollars bottles of whiskey down oh, yeah. to very affordable monkey shoulder right uh <laughs> ooh, i apologize um but it's a whiskey bar, you know, as much as it is a cigar bar. Mm-hmm. And, it, and hopefully we can get you here for a tasting. We, uh, we're planning yeah, something for... Yeah, I think for, we're, what, for, May 31st? For, yeah, for May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to really try to put something together with uh, Ingrid here and do some uh, whistle pig tasting and, and pair it with a really great cigar, and we'll have a great time. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about that on the show Absolutely. and bring that back up so everybody knows Please. that that's happening. So that's awesome. So... Final thing, Ingrid, how does, uh, how does one learn more about Whistlepig, uh, the website, the social media? What else should they do to learn more about Whistlepig? Uh, well, you can come visit the farm. We say if you can get yourself to the Burlington, we'll take care of you from there. We have a beautiful farmhouse up there. We do tours at our own farm. We also have a tasting room in Burlington and in Stowe. Um, the other thing is, is just find me when I'm doing an event. I love, I preach the pig all the time, and I make sure I always carry your traveling. Oh, I didn't introduce you guys to Traveling Mortimer. Uh-oh. We might have to get a pitcher. 
Mini traveling Mordor. Oh, oh, how cute. <laughs> he goes drinking all over the state of Florida. So we have a stuff to, she's set, uh, since this is radio, up on the bar, or on the, the counter here, a stuffed pig, a small stuffed pig, but his name is Mortimer, you say? Yep, Mortimer is our mascot. He's the one that's on all the bottles. Okay. And he went right for the whiskey glass. He did. He stuck yeah. his nose right he in did. there. I saw he that. Did. I had to stop him. <laughs> he was trying to smoke a cigar. I was really worried about it. You got to keep an eye on him, I'm sure. So. Yeah. That's great. So we will definitely get a picture of, uh, of you with Mortimer. The website Wonderful. is Uh Ingrid, thank you for your time today. We appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to thank sit you. down with us. Uh, I'm, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking to you more about many things, about the tasting coming up, uh, as well as uh, uh, some of these events you're working on. And then, obviously, as new things come out, we'll want to talk about those as well. So, again, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks to Ingrid from Whistlepig. What a great uh, what a great time we had with her. Learned a lot. And what an amazing lady. We're looking forward to doing uh, some more stuff with her. Uh, stick around. Coming up next, we've got Frankie Colt on the show from the band Cobras right here on the Aficionado Show. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239-707-1133. Again, 239-707-1133. Or visit them online at IoniInsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E insurance.com. Nobody beats the world-famous cigar bar, Southwest Florida's original cigar bar since 1996. Step into the humidor and let one of the experienced tobacconists help you pick the perfect cigar from their great selection. And the liquor? Martinis, single malt scotches, small batch bourbons, high-end cognacs, and a great selection of craft beers. The world-famous cigar bar in historic downtown Fort Myers at the corner of First and Hendry, at Gulf Coast Town Center next to Outback Steakhouse, and in Cape Coral on 47th Terrace in Big John's Plaza. Good times, great cigars at the world-famous cigar bar. Hi, this is Pat Denson, Vice President of Estero Bay Chevrolet. When you sell the most cars, you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one-owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than a Stero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today at SteroBayChevrolet.com. Hood Designs, the official marketing and branding partner of the Aficionado Show. Hood Designs is a highly versatile design firm specializing in branding, marketing, print, and digital. With their extensive knowledge of web development and graphic design, they're able to assist your business to reaching its marketing goals. Hood Designs is well known for their project promptness and pride themselves in creating satisfied clients. Contact Hood Designs today and learn how they can help you with your business goals. 561-247-4931 or visit hooddesigns.com.
Wayne Auto Show. The song you're listening to is Phoenix by Cobras. It's off their new EP called Stage Stop. Now let's go to the interview with Frankie Colt, the lead singer of Cobras. And we are on the road again on the Aficionado Show, and we are at the world-famous cigar bar in downtown Fort Myers, on the road again with the Stereo Bay Chevrolet, I should say. And our guest today is our very first female ever on the show, Adam. This is Frankie Colt. Frankie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And as always, Adam is with me as well. I don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to introduce him anymore. He's a fixture. He's stuck here. So we are excited to have our first female on the show. Um, I want to talk to you about a bunch of stuff today because we, you and I have known each other for a long time, five, six years or more probably, um, from uh, the times that you were playing acoustically on the streets of downtown Fort Myers and <laughs> now you got this cool, crazy rock band that, uh, that has an EP coming out this week that we're going to talk about. But So Frankie and I met downtown, I don't know, five or six years ago and... and uh, you, you, it was just you and an acoustic guitar, and you were doing some really cool stuff in downtown Fort Myers. And then, then you worked all these other musicians into uh, into the mix on, on downtown. And and that's one of the things I love about downtown is that you know. Then they obviously took that and turned it into Music Walk. Yeah. But there are so many great musicians running around downtown Fort Myers. So tell us a little bit about how you got that started, and then remind me of some of those really cool musicians that jumped in and uh, joined you down there. It's actually funny that <laughs> you brought that up. Because sometimes I forget about <laughs> I forget about these things. So I bought like uh, the first PA system that I had when I was twenty. So it was actually seven years ago, which is crazy. Was it okay? It was seven years ago, and I took any and every gig I could get. I didn't care if it paid. I just wanted to play. So that's why I used to drive from Naples. I grew up in Naples. I used to drive from Naples up here to downtown Fort Myers. And lift my guitar case, leave it open, and just busk for tips. Right. And that's when you guys started doing the music walk. Right. Um, the first person to actually play music with me, and I still get to see uh, often, is Zachary Lombardo. He was a harmonica player. Okay. And we, play, we started playing bluegrass with each other. And that's when I had George and Aaron. Because I remember, we, I think we played out in front of D-Hop. And one of the nights... We blocked this street and we got in trouble. Oh, yeah. We had, because we had bluegrass, we had like a horn player, and they were, they were like, you shut down the street. I'm like, I didn't mean to. We're just like, we're having fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, playing. And, and then I eventually got, you know, started in open mic nights and started networking and connecting with musicians there and trying to help people give, give people a start that, I otherwise didn't have, you right. know. So, staying on the street for just a minute, we're going to talk about the open yeah. mic nights. So, you had uh, what, what's the young lady's name that played the violin? She's still around. Um, uh, wasn't there? You, you had a violin. Is that player. Luna? Yeah, Luna, Luna. Luna. Yes, Luna's still around. I actually saw Luna is doing dinner music at uh, Society oh, yeah. on the violin. Oh. Yeah, so I, I would love. I'm friends with her on social media somewhere, and. So I would love to go see her do that. Adams, it's an electric violin. She's so she's, beautiful, uh, too. She's a very pretty oh young lady. Goodness. And just amazing. Fun to, fun to watch. And wasn't she part of uh, the Sweet Teas at one point or no? Well, no. She, we just jammed. Um, okay. we, had, I mean, we had a few different guest musicians. So Sweet Teas was me, Katie Sherrard, and J-Law. Okay. And um, J-Law played v- fiddle, too. Yeah, J-Law okay. played, yeah, that, J-Law played yeah, fiddle. Maybe yeah. that's where I but got that confusion. Lu- yeah, Sorry. she she did play with us. Um, she did come in and do some, like, 
shows and stuff with me, which was super awesome. Um, Claire Liparillo is another one. Like, we used to have Claire from the Free Coasters come up and sing some songs with us and do, right. like, three-part harmonies. And we would just be, like, so stoked because we were harmony nerds. We love it. And you um, were very good at it. So you went from the street. We talked about that to the the, the next, you know, iteration, I guess, of Frankie <laughs> Colt that I'm aware of was yeah. the Sweet Teas. And so the Sweet Teas I booked at... Um, the world-famous cigar bar at Gulf Coast Town Center, and yeah. you guys had a pretty good stint of playing there on a regular basis. So that was a that was a great... I love that stuff. I'm not going to lie. I love that <laughs> stuff. And I know you've gone a totally different direction, but that was a great... Um, you guys were amazing. You, you put your own spin on... Um, you call them, you know, they're cover tunes. As musicians, we call them cover tunes. You put your own spin on them, though. You made them their own, your own. You talked about the harmonies. It was great. Well, I think the thing with covers and my whole thing with doing them was at at that point in my life like I didn't like having that expectation of having to sing something the way another artist had done it because I was having a hard time singing as it was you know like and to have this like constant expectation like people want to hear a song a certain way Katie and I and J-Law like we wanted to do something that was totally unique. So that's why we also really didn't like talking in between sets because we're super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to do, that's why we used to put like three, four songs in like a medley and make it like a 20 minute song and just rock out and be like, okay, cool. We didn't have to talk much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see you. you. You're, you talk like crazy now. I mean, I do now I'm comfortable now. I, I, I would hope so because I've been doing it for almost 10 years. Right. right. <laughs> like, You've only been talking time. for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and I've only been reading for three. <laughs> so I want to say, too, that, that I love that. That was a really cool piece. But then you transitioned into a lot of other stuff. So now, I guess the, the, latest, uh, the latest is you've got tons of open mic night stuff that you're doing. There's, yep. there's two or three. Tell us about the open mic nights. I actually ventured out to one <laughs> a few weeks ago, which i got to be honest, it was very cool. I'm a musician. You know this. I've, I've played since I was 17. And, um, but I'm, and I'm pretty open-minded for, for music. I am, and I enjoyed some of it, and then some of it was like a shock to my system. But I'm getting yeah. old, so maybe that was part of it. Um, getting, but, yeah, okay, all right, I'm old. And <laughs> then 21. Then there was, uh, and and the um, just was an interest. It's that place is cool. So tell us about tell us about Howl first, because that's the one that I experienced, and that's really well, cool. First, Howl is. Uh, the first time I ever played there, and it was before the Sweet Teas, so this was another music okay. project, which we were going as Frankie Colt in the 45s. Okay. I remember Ooh, that. I like yes. That, that was, that was like, my the folk rock, like, punk grass band okay. that I had for, uh, I think we were together, like, almost, like, a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. So I met Andy and Elena, like, a long time ago, and I remember the first time I ever played there. Um, I used to see their posters all over downtown here and I used to be like, oh, I had this longing to like be a part of Howl and like go and play there because it was a tattoo shop and sure. had all the cool bands and like the art. Right. And, and it was called Howl. And I'm, if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with werewolves and I'm a weirdo. So when I played there at that time, they had like this, like the semi truck that was open and you're like, you're playing like in a semi truck, like in the back of one. That's awesome. Oh, wow. And the okay. side of it's like right. open. It was super cool. And um, eventually, like after Colin and I had gotten together, you know, he started working there. And we started, I was somehow 
by some miracle, I got to do, you know, open mic night there. And over the last two years, it's totally built. So like when we first started doing open mic night, we were on the floor. All we had was a projector and a liquid light show. And even that for me at that time was like amazing. I was like, Andy's so cool. We got a liquid light show. (laughs) (laughs) And over the last two years, it was like a stage was built. A light system was put in. Um, the stage sound it, so, it, it sounded great yeah. it was really cool it was like i got to grow and be a part of this place that i like for so long wanted to be a part of which is really cool and um and the thursday nights have been really cool and it was your first time there but if you're someone there that's there all the time and you get to like meet and you get to see these musicians and stuff you get to see the progress of these people and from like when they first go on, when they first start, and then you see them like maybe two, three months later, and you see how much better they get. Right. It is absolutely insane. So the Thursday, what we originally had was open mic night. Now we call it open jam night. So we have a fifteen person sign up. It's twenty one up, and we have um, we only do live music, comedy, and then we every week we have a different burlesque dancer. So this week we're not doing the open jam night because Cobras is playing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But and we still have burlesque. <clears throat> I saw that. And so, and I got to be honest, it'd been forever since I'd seen burlesque too. And that's a really unique, um, it, I don't know, added touch to the, to that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's been forever since I'd seen that. And I can't remember the girl's name that was there, um, the night I was there, but she was cute as a button and it was just, I don't know. I love the personality that's in that as yeah. much as, as much as the dance and everything else. Yeah. They've, they've got to have a really cute personality to make that, to pull it off. And oh yeah. No, the dance, the dancers we get are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, yeah. Down to earth and like beautiful and just, and everyone has something so unique about them. I don't know which dancer you saw that night. I can't remember either. I, I like followed her on Facebook and stuff that night and there, you know, I've seen a couple of others that have popped up, but I can't remember her name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I won't think of it. But anyway, I, it's really neat. And if you haven't seen, Adam, if you've not seen Burlesque in a while, it's actually really cool. I was disappointed it was only one song because she just is so cute and so yeah. happy. and so <laughs> You know, but um, and how is a, a really unique place. Uh, beer and wine, by the way, you can you can go yep. there and get beer and wine. He does have a beer and wine license. There's a cover to get in. It's five bucks. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That covers his expenses and stuff. And, and uh, it was a really good time. I had a great time. Yeah. And not only that, but like I know some people are like thrown off by cover charges, like five dollars. Like you get to see live music. You get to see comedy and you get to see beautiful burlesque dancers. Right. Five dollars. Right. That, you know. Your coffee costs yeah. more than five Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, and the beer it's, and, so wor- it's so worth it. And the beer and stuff's very affordable. It's not like they, they get you there. It's, I don't remember. It was a few bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. very affordable. So, yeah. no, it was a good time. It's something I want to come to more often. I'm going to have to drag Adam out one night and yeah. you know, check it out because I, I really enjoyed it. So, so we talk about that. You've got another open jam night. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to circle back around to... Uh, probably after a break, we're going to circle back around and we're going to talk more about Cobras and then the uh, the okay. EP release. So what's the other open mic night that you're doing or um, jam night, whatever it's called? So uh, I do right now I host three. Okay. But I'm about to host four. Oh, wow. OK. Yep. I only had two. I knew there was another one at a brewery. <laughs> so so. Wednesday, Wednesday nights, I'm at Whiskey Park in Naples, um, and that is an only for musicians because it's a restaurant some of the, some of the comedy that people want to bring in there wouldn't necessarily wouldn't go over too well but that's why we do we take all music talent so like the wednesday night we get anywhere from like 
folk acoustic bluegrass to like at the end of the night we got someone doing like metal guitar it's right. really it's really really cool so um the whiskey park open mic night is every wednesday there eight to eleven thursday is howl friday i'm at bury me brewing co and that is um eight to eleven and that's all talent is welcome but it's for original material. I really, really push hard for people to get out there and play their original music because I think it's great. Again, I do think it's great. Covers are great. It's a great start. But there is nothing like being on stage or even from an outsider's perspective, seeing someone on stage and being able to sing their song with them. Sure. You know, that's such a great feeling. And I want to like feed into that more where we can all start learning each other's music and just start singing along with it. Right. You know, Very make cool. your friend my hashtag has been make your friends famous like the last year or so and that's cool i think you know it's important to support the local musicians and artists so. i do that's yeah. awesome so yeah. so and what's the fourth one that was only three so the fourth one is pointy bell which is actually starting in april okay so we're bringing back the pointy bell mic night okay due to popular demand which makes me so happy very cool and yeah, what and night's that going to be on? that's going to be on tuesday and it's going to be seven to ten wow okay yeah. So, Whiskey Park. I want to talk about Whiskey Park for Okay. Adam and I have never been to Whiskey Park, but it's, we are whiskey lovers. We drink a lot fun. of scotch. We drink a lot of uh, bourbon. We love our whiskey. So, we've got to get down to Whiskey Park, and maybe that's a reason to go see Frankie at Whiskey Park, because it's a, it is a very cool whiskey bar down in Naples. It's a, it's a drive, so we may have to bring, uh, bring your wife and not let her drink no. so, <laughs> she can, so she can haul us home. But uh, Whiskey Park's a really cool place. So, uh, Frankie, we're going to take a break. You can stick with us for a few more minutes, right? Okay. All right, so we're going to go out of this uh, out of this segment and into the break with one of the new Cobra songs that's going to be on the EP. We're going to talk about the EP after the break. This song, it's called Demons, and it's by Cobras, and we'll be right back on The Aficionado Show. For 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and that perfect humidor. Stop in to see Tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars, and while you're there, stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave. That's Sticks Cigar Company, located at 705 Pondella Road in North Fort Myers, or give them a call at 239-898-2593. Be sure to tell them that the Aficionado Show sent you. Are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update? Maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area. Or have you decided you want new flooring in your home? If so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at PhenomenalConstructionHome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number CRC 1331743. 
Hi, this is Kevin Robbins with American Eagle Mortgage and the host of The Aficionado Show. Whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage or purchase your dream home here in Southwest Florida, I'd love to earn your business. I have the experience and local knowledge to get the job done. Give me a call at 239-471-0505. That's 239-471-0505. Or visit me online at kevinrobbins.com. NMLS 161-3797. Lend US LLC. DBA American Eagle Mortgage. NMLS 1938. Equal housing opportunity. Burn by Rocky Patel is an evolution in cigar lounges featuring a design that draws on an exotic mix of Mediterranean, Asian, and Cuban cultures. The world-class humidor in Burn also features private lockers where our guests can keep their cigars in perfect condition. Burn by Rocky Patel stocks the full line of Rocky Patel premium cigars as well as cigars from other top cigar makers from around the world. Burn by Rocky Patel, located in Mercado in Naples, next to Cabo Lounge. Hi, this is Pat Denson, Vice President of Estero Bay Chevrolet. When you sell the most cars, you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one-owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than Estero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today, EsteroBayChevrolet.com. Estero Bay Chevrolet. I'm a ballerina in a broken box. Try to wind me, but I can't get up. I'm dizzy and down like a toy. is Ballerina by Cobras. Now back to our interview with the lead singer of Cobras, Frankie Colt. And we're back on the Aficionado Show. With me is Frankie Colt, and Adam is with me as well. And we are on the road with the Stereo Bay Chevrolet at the world-famous cigar bar in downtown Fort Myers. So, Frankie, on uh, before we went to the break, we played the song Demons by your new band, Cobras. Tell us a little bit about that song. Uh, Demons is a pretty dark <laughs> song um has a lot to do with alcoholism and depression and not wanting to deal with people who don't necessarily deserve your kindness and uh the line i'm letting my demons out i'm letting my demons show is really for me like like this change that like this change that i was going through in my life during that time um there's a part of the song where it talks about and I'm in the aisle, white, red, white, red. One day, for whatever reason, I had this urge to just drink wine. And I had no idea where it was coming from. I was frustrated. I was sad. And I, I don't, I'm not a big drinker. If I do drink, it's vodka. But <laughs> <laughs> I love Moscow Mules and pretty much anything with vodka. But it's not very often that I like to drink. So this, like, urge was coming from somewhere and I didn't understand where, where my family has struggled with alcoholism for a very long time. So I try to be very careful about that. And I was in that aisle and I was like, what am I doing here? And then I left because I don't want that. I don't want that demon. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. So the song was just like a very big change, like a, a interesting time of my life. So interesting. Good, good. So that leads us into, 
now Cobras. Tell us about how this came about, uh, who all is in the band, and, and what, what direction you're going with that. So Cobras formed, this was early 2017. I had released um, an EEP as Frankie Colt, and me and Colin, my husband, we were playing together, and Louie, our drummer, came as like, he was recommended from a friend, and we played music with Louie, and we loved him. Oh my goodness! Like I meet like right off the bat. First off, Louis has the same birthday as me, so he is like oh, nice. he is like me, but just the guy version. Right. And we clicked, and the music clicked, and it was it was just there. And so we we continued playing, and then we met Dixon. Dixon joined the band in about I think October 2017, and once we had Zid. He was the missing piece. You know, once we played together, it was like magic. So, and we just started playing ever since. And in early January, that's when we went to the, we went into the uh, studio and we recorded the Stage Stomp EP. Very nice. Very nice. So the the EP is called Stage Stomp. We're going to talk about that song coming up soon. So tell us about, uh, of course, Colin is your husband. We need to talk about that as well. Yeah. So Colin had multiple different musical uh, uh, iterations as well. He oh. was with a couple of different bands that oh. I know of, probably many before before uh, before he's with you at Cobras. Yes. Yeah, so Colin has been well. Anything Colin has touched musically, in my opinion, has been absolutely incredible. I first saw Colin play when I was like fifteen, and he was in Scientist vs. Werewolf at, at that time. And I remember looking at him, being like, "He is the hottest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> And, um, and so I think it's really, and I also, the fact that he had werewolf in the band name was like amazing. So, and he was also in Hawks with Rockets, um, Tiberius and Orchid Thief. So he's done a lot of, uh, music projects. He's an incredible singer. Um, in Cobras, he plays the bass, but yeah, to, to play music with my husband, cause he's already like, he's already my best friend to play music with him and how supportive he's been has just been it's been amazing. It's been so much fun. That's excellent. So tell us a little bit about how people can find out more about Cobras first. So we, before we forget to do that, uh, websites, you know, Facebooks, what's the best way to do that? Um, if you're on Facebook, definitely look up Cobras, C-O-B-R-E-S-S. And then we also have the Instagram, which is Cobras, at Cobras Music. Okay. Um, we're going to have our music up on Big Cartel and Bandcamp and other distributors coming up, but I'll be posting that through the Facebook page. Okay. So Excellent. No, no MySpace page? Oh, MySpace <gasps> is making. You're right. I didn't it is, it, make a MySpace. It's making a comeback. It making is. a big, big comeback. I tried to. <laughs> I actually tried to log into my personal MySpace sure. from when I was like 15. I can't get into it anymore. <laughs> but I know it's got some really it's embarrassing they don't photos. Want you. Oh yeah. No, I tried. I I don't know. It's been a couple of years ago that I tried that as well. Have you tried to get back on your MySpace, or did you even have one? I uh, I actually went through a whole process of deleting it. And they wanted uh, a picture of my driver's license next to my face for me to email to them to actually be able to delete it. Really? Ew. I got, yeah. I That's know. weird. I know. Weird. I got pretty nasty <laughs> with them. And the next thing I knew, my MySpace was deleted. Oh. So I was like. That's why uh, couldn't you have just done that to begin with? Right. right. Why, why, yeah. why, why can't I just delete this thing? That's very weird. <laughs> it was I've so never... strange. Yeah, yeah. But uh, MySpace is actually, it, they are making a resurgence. Their numbers have went up as Facebook's numbers starts to decline. 
But MySpace um, is leaning more towards musicians. Music. Exactly. Right. It's a music. That's, yeah. that's cool. Exactly. So I have not been on MySpace in forever, obviously. So we should probably check that out. Maybe we need an aficionado show uh, MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> so um, Cobras is, is uh, when is the next time we can see Cobras live? Uh, so we've got, I mean, we have a few shows coming up. Um, coming in April, we're doing a show with Bargain Bin for their EP release. So, uh, we also have April 24th at the Buddha Rock Club with the Young Dead. Very nice. Um, and we're going to be playing uh, pretty much like third Tuesday of every month with uh, Sideshow Bob and the Electric Circus there. So, Excellent. that should be, yeah, it should be really fun. Yeah, the Buddha's not a better place, and I hate to say it, I'm, I, have a, I have a special place in my heart for the room we're in right now, which is Cigar Bar Live in downtown Fort Myers. Yeah. This was my baby. I'm the one who put Cigar Bar Live together. This was my concept. So I, it's a special place in my heart, but there's no place like the Buddha to play in this town. It, it just rocks. I've played on that stage uh, only yep. just sitting in a few times with the, you know, with the bands, and yeah, it's just it's fun. It's such a fun venue, and just Bob, you know, Bob is such a wonderful human. To give that opportunity for a musician to get up and play like a bigger venue like that, just it means the world. It means the world to us, and I know it means the world to a lot of other musicians and bands out there too. So. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. So, and Adam, so you know, every Tuesday he does a he does a jam night of sort, but it's a yeah, full he's, band. He's, a, he's amazing. It's a full band jam night. So, like, I get up and play drums, and yeah, you know, cool. it's so it's not like yeah. some of the smaller ones that Frankie's doing where there's drums there and stuff but these guys I'm playing with Bob and I'm playing sure. with you know the the boys uh, Tyler gets up there and jams and I mean oh, some of the mu- up some of like the best rock musicians oh in Southwest Florida. So I've gotten to get a, get up and play with some of those guys and it's an absolute blast you know so um, anyway, definitely, that's a, that's an awesome opportunity for you guys yep. to jump in on that too. So the name of the EP is Stage Stomp. The title song. We're gonna go out of uh, go out of our little interview with the title song. Tell us about this song. Stage Stomp was actually the first song that Colin and I wrote together. We wrote it, I think, almost like wow, maybe two, three years ago, where he he wrote like the the first part of it, and um, and I was like okay well i'll write the second verse or whatever and it, it, it is a, a love song you know and for me it's it's really cool because like you know the one of the lines is you stomp stages just like me darling so the first time he ever saw me play he was like totally like you know he fell in love which is like to me super romantic and and so sweet and um and so for me the song has a lot of meaning because it means so much to like my love life and more but i think stage stomp is also an appropriate name for the whole band because when we get up on stage and we're we're performing live and even at practice we have so much fun but we are crazy we are all over the stage i'm stomping i've got my foot tambourine on and we're just rocking out and having fun and i think that's the best part about this music project and probably why it's my favorite thing that I've done so far is the fact that, like, it has not felt like work. It has been nothing but pure fun and just being creative and just getting together with good people without any drama or the dysfunctions and just making something good and fun. That's so, great. Yeah. So be sure you check out Cobras on Facebook so you can learn how you can go see these guys. Uh, it sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to the first opportunity for me to see them. Frankie, thanks for joining us today. Thank we you really for appreciate me. it. This is Stage Stomp by Cobras. It's on the Aficionado Show.
So that's Stage Stomp by Cobras. Thanks again to Frankie Colt for spending some time with us. It was uh, fun to talk to her again and uh, learn about uh, the new project. So, Adam, some stuff coming up at the ranch. Some really fun stuff uh, I'm looking forward to, and I want to tell you about uh, about that. What an amazing place, by the way. Oh. We went and saw, um, geez, what was his name? Uh, Pazlay? Yeah. Yeah. I said it wrong on the show. Yeah, Eric yeah, Pazley. Yeah. Killer show. Yeah. Killer venue. Yeah. The amount of space that's in there is, look, you can go there and you can have a good time. You don't have to be a huge country fan either. They have a lot of great shows and stuff that don't have that. But the venue itself is, is quite amazing. We're going to talk about a non-country show in just a second. Awesome. But, but uh, also, for those of you that uh, smoke cigars and are listening to the show, they actually have a smoking side, if you will. This place is huge. It holds 1,800 people. So it's a, a huge venue. Like four bars? Yeah, four or five bars. and. <laughs> You will not not get a drink of that. Oh, yeah. No, it's huge. <laughs> so there is a, there is an area where you can take your cigars. And Adam and I, when we were there, we were smoking our cigars. I always do. And so uh, just know that. So um, they have several several things coming up. We're just going to talk about the, the next three. Uh, if you're listening to this show on Saturday, April 7th, when it, uh, when it goes live, then tonight... Uh, High Valley is going to be there with uh, Chris Kemp opening for them. High Valley is an up and coming country act. Uh, they've got some really good, uh, really good stuff. So 7 p.m. on April 7th. Coming up on April 13th is Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie's a classic country guy. He's been around forever. Uh, he's going to be at the ranch at 7 p.m. Opening for Joe is actually a friend of mine that I've known for a long time, and uh, I've not seen her in this band. She moved away for a while, her and her husband. He got a job out of town. Uh, she is back now, back playing music. Uh, she's a realtor by day and a, uh, and a musician by night. Her name is Stephanie Sposato, and it's High Lonesome Band. So Stephanie Sposato and High Lonesome Band, they're opening for Joe Diffie. I'm looking forward to seeing Stephanie and uh, seeing her band. I've not had an opportunity to see that yet, so that's going to be great. That sounds that is, like a great comic book character. That is Realtor uh, by day, musician by night. There you go. That is uh, on uh, Friday, April 13th at 7 p.m. Then this one, Adam, I'm excited about this one. This is uh, on April 19th, which is a Thursday night. Uh, they're going to change it up a little bit. Going to go away from the country, and Sir Mix-a-Lot's yes. going to be there. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Talk about a throwback Thursday. No kidding. Uh, 7 p.m., April 19th, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, opening for him is Marty McSuperfly. I don't know who that is, but, um, of course, you know the, the big uh, the big Sir Mix-a-Lot song, right? It's, it's oh, yeah. Big Butts. Exactly. Of course we like Big yes. Butts. I cannot lie. I'm not going to either. <laughs> so that's coming up April 19th. That's a Thursday night, 7 p.m. I can tell you I will be there uh, happily at, at uh, I can't be at the High Valley show, but uh, um, absolutely Joe Diffie and Sir Mix-a-Lot will be there. Looking forward to those shows. Watch our Instagram and Facebook uh, coming up. You may have an opportunity to win some tickets to the ranch as well for these shows. So we're going to put that stuff out on social media so that you uh, can have some t- uh, an opportunity to win some tickets. So the way to buy tickets, you can go to the ranch. The ranch is right there on Colonial Boulevard, uh, just east of 41. Or you can go online at theranchfortmyers.com. That's where all their stuff is. So uh, check them out. We're, we're having a good time with those guys, and we're happy to partner up with them. And also, uh, again, if you're listening to this show uh, April 7th, when we, when we make it go live uh, tomorrow, Adam, April 8th, 
you and I are taking off to Nicaragua. Yes, I'm nervous and excited. Drew State, I can tell you're nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. Yeah, I asked I asked Adam the other day. I said, uh, "So what are you doing tomorrow?" I asked him last night. I said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" He says, um, "I'm just getting ready for the trip. I'm packing." I'm de- I I don't even know where my suitcase is yet. Oh, it's not great. that big a deal. It's just throw some shorts and t-shirts and and jeans and tennis shoes in there and yeah. just go. It's there's nothing to nothing to worry about much. So we're going to the uh, Drew Estate Cigar Safari. Uh, if you're curious about what that is, you can just go to CigarSafari.com and check it out. Uh, that is uh, Sunday through Wednesday. We'll be there April 8th through the 11th. So next week's show, which will be on, uh, what, the 14th is when it will air, will be, uh, will be kind of a recap of our trip to uh, the Drew Estate factory and fields and house and, and all that in Nicaragua. Also, be sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook for... Uh, tons of pictures. I'm sure we'll have pictures down there, and we're also going to have some interviews uh, that we're going to do down there as well. Uh, so we're real excited about that. For those of you that are familiar with the the uh, world famous cigar bar family, Rich Castellano is going to be on the trip with us, as well as uh, Paul from uh, uh, Cape Coral, the managing partner there. So it's going to be a good trip. We're going to have a great time. Uh, so next week's show, like I say, will be uh, will kind of be a recap of that. Uh, again, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are all at Aficionado Show. Uh, of course, our uh, website is aficionadoshow.com. Guys, thanks for listening to Episode 8. We're excited about uh, continuing to grow the Aficionado Show. Please give us feedback as you can. Please give us uh, uh, reviews on all of the different podcast uh, locations. Give us reviews on those. We love those. And share it with your friends. Please share it with your friends and uh, and let them know what we're doing. I think we've got some great stuff here. We had two amazing interviews uh, this week, and we have some really fun stuff on the horizon. So stick around. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon right here on The Aficionado Show. For more information on the show, upcoming events, how to have your product or business featured, or to be a sponsor of the show, visit us online at aficionadoshow.com. To hear past episodes or to share the show with your friends, you can find us on all major podcast outlets, including iTunes and Google Play. The Aficionado Show is a Media Group Florida production.